Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core episode, oh man, 228. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about video games because it's Wednesday night and that's what we do. Uh, If you're not familiar with our record times, you can be here live if you want. That's at 5 p.m. Mountain Time right here on Wednesdays. Uh, Today's July 15th, two days from my birthday. Don't tell me, don't, don't, don't send me anything though, or don't say anything on Friday. I'm going to disappear from the internet on Friday. Poof. I'm not even going to exist. No, I'm taking, gonna, you're going to get messages. I'm They'll taking, be waiting for you. Taking everything you're not off. There, Except, well, none of my verified friends can say anything because right now they're shut out of Twitter. They'll have to do it with uh, somebody else's account. But, uh, yeah, uh, don't worry about that. I'm just going to have a great time, and it's a good time to have a birthday in the pandemic because nobody's doing any parties. I hate those. I get to just wallow in my own misery and play video games which is all I'm going to care about on Friday. Uh, it's lovely to see you two, though, and uh, to talk to you tonight. We're going to get right into it. Plenty to say, lots to do. Let's do it. All right, so John and I watched and co-streamed together the Ubisoft Forward stream last week. Was it last week or this week? When was that? It was this week? Sunday. Was yeah. it Sunday? Okay, so this week, if you count Sunday as the first day of the week. Most people Yes, do. Uh, it was Sunday. So we watched that, and it was a thing. Uh, decent production value, but not a lot of new stuff. Um, I just thought we could kind of go over some of the, f- the, the, the stuff we know more about maybe since it happened. But 
they showed more about the already leaked Far Cry 6 name and the fact that, uh, what's his name now? Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito is in it playing basically another version of Gus Fring. Yeah, they said, hey, (laughs) what if you came in and did the Gus Fring voice? Yeah. Like, can you just do that again? Because that's why everyone knows you is from Breaking Bad. So you just come do Breaking Bad again. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, anyway, he's <laughs> not my voice, but sure, I'll, yeah. do, I'll do the exact same voice, I guess. He appears to be uh, some sort of, you know, um, malevolent leader uh, who's in charge of some island city place somewhere. Uh, think of like Castro-esque sort of ideas going on there. And uh, the entire thing that was shown was no gameplay. It was just him and I would assume his son, but they don't make that clear, um, walking through this big palatial house while there's a giant riot happening out in the streets just in front of it. And he teaches his son how to throw a grenade into the crowd, basically. And you're left at the end wondering if he's going to actually do that or not uh, before you get the late title card of Far Cry 6, 21, I mean, 21. I would think like... They're probably not going to make a game where you have to shoot a kid. My no. guess is that the kid stays okay and redeemable and is maybe some way related to the protagonist that you play as. Yeah. That's my prediction. Putting it on paper. Seems about but, right. But uh, he's a Far Cry villain. I mean, Far Cry is kind of making its thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the We have a interesting, charismatic person in power that's going to be your villain that you need to deal with through the whole campaign and they're good at it i mean they've done it a lot but you know it looks like it looks like far cry yeah very far cry everything about it looks far cry but we don't know how it plays my guess is probably like far cry (laughs) probably like far cry at least to some degree and um that's probably okay if you're a fan of the series but maybe they'll innovate in some ways do some new stuff i don't know i don't want to climb any more towers kind of tired of that um i liked far cry 3 a lot by the time 4 came around i was like "Eh, okay this is just more 3 and then everything since then has kind of been just like a weird pseudo copy of what 3 did well and um speaking mainly gameplay wise but um uh, maybe they'll give us something different to do um have you ever played it bo are you a far cry guy you ever give a poop about that game series nope pass not interested the franchise <laughs> franchise boring shit uh, not even interested wow look at that and i've played a few and you know stopped after 30 minutes it's not good what is it you don't I like, like crisis, about them? though i wish they'd make more crisis yeah but uh far cry boring what is me. it you it, don't... it might be good i'm not it's, it's a subjective statement of course of course but what do you not like about it like in that first 30 minutes what were you like put off by what bugged you? It's just, there's a ton of games, and like some games uh, reach for the top, and some games don't make it there. And I only have time for the ones that do, so that's about it. <laughs> I like both stance of like, hello, I'm the Criterion Collection of gamer. Uh, if you would, if if I play it, <laughs> it's supreme. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's how I, you know, I'm just I look at I like this looks good. I could play it, but is it worth my time mm-hmm. uh, when I have like you know other games and other things I'm interested in? So sure, Far Cry was always really low. What was the one? It's, what was the one that was like the weird cyber '90s thing that that was like a little offshoot? What was that called? Blood no, Dragon or something like that. Oh, Mark, yeah. Uh, not Mark Bane, James Bane. No, but the guy from Terminator One. What's his name? Uh oh, uh, Reginald Bane. <laughs> yeah, Reginald Bane. <laughs> is, that, from, is that Michael Bean? Michael Bean. There you go, Michael Bean or Bane <laughs> or whatever. Reginald Bean. 
Reginald Bean. Um, so wait a minute. That one, Blood Dragon was... I'm, reser- I'm reserving Reginald Bean for There Will Be Dungeons. Let me write it down real quick. Blood Dragon strikes me as a game that Bo would like because it is... First of all, it's short and super... You know, it's not like... It a goes far cry in the name pass. Really? Yes. Man, I didn't, know you, had, I didn't no know you way. had this thing, though. Uh, I with tried Far, Far Cry. Cry. It sucks. And I've played Crisis. I love Crisis. And they chose to go with Far Cry, which is the inferior franchise, in my opinion. Wait a minute. So, dude, so wait, dude, you're talking like Far Cry experience. 1 or 2? Or like, what are you talking about? Which version? I've of tried Cry? 1, 2, and 3. Okay. And I think I even had, I think I even owned 4. I'm, let me double check. But I, I've tried them at various times because they look like appealing games. But they're dumb. They're too dumb for me. It's just like, you're on an island. What's the solution? Kill everyone. And, you know, it's just like, I don't want to play this. Like, it's not, there's nothing. It's just not good. Oh, we're going to get emails on this one. I'm not even that big of a Far Cry fan, but I I, I think you're going to have some people go, now, wait a minute. These systems are this, this, and this, and the innovative with this. And he only I will- likes it if the suit will talk to you and you can go, maximum barber. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Maximum yep. speed. Wow. Okay, and you know, it's a Zeno uh, Zeno invasion of, of Earth is definitely a, a very well trodden trope, but I can still get behind it for a video game. Well, that's but why he's trying to recommend Blood Dragon because that's about cybernetic dragons. Yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. Blood Dragon. I, is I, a- I, I don't need. You know how like you do like um you have a, a caramel milkshake, right? Mm-hmm. You know you can go to the dairy aisle and get caramel. You have caramel? Is that no, American? Thing? I don't even know what that is. Never heard of that. Um, what's a popular chocolate bar? Uh, Coffee Crisp? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's our favorite. No. Can't go a minute no, 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 these no, these no. are big <laughs> brands in Canada before you talk shit oh, how about, about my Canadian <laughs> chocolate. How about Snickers? You guys got Snickers up there? Sure. Okay. Snickers, good example. Okay. In the dairy aisle now, you can go and get regular dairy products, but you can also get a Snickers milkshake, a Snickers branded milkshake. Oh, yeah. I've had yeah. that before, and, I guess. And it's extra calories. You can have a Snickers and you can have a milkshake. You can have both. It's really not enhancing each other. One is full of chocolate. The other one's full of chocolate. What do you get when you mix them together? A chocolate drink that pretty much tastes like a chocolate drink. I don't need to buy that. It's un- <laughs> like, interesting. Sure. Try it once. Yeah. Am I going to have a 24 pack? Because I got to stock up on my Snickers drink. No. Yeah. I might buy a four pack of Snickers and I might buy a, a container of chocolate milk, but I don't need them together. And Far Cry having a, a small version of the game that is sci-fi is like a pass. I don't have enough time for that. <laughs> that's interesting because the, the the concepts at play in that little one-off i would have sworn I'm sure it's good i would have I'm sworn sure. it would just be oh that's a bow thing he, he'll play that like that would be a thing he did but 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 i get it There's you're not, not enough time to play all the games so yeah that's a good point not worth it's a good point yeah. um but we didn't learn much else except uh there was a leak that came out that implied it was going to be a little bit more it, maybe this is speculative but it was going to maybe be a little more squad based Mm. uh that you know taking over facilities was going to be less about you as the one person in the jungle shooting everybody and more about hey i'm going to build up a force and we're going to go in there and try and and take it over so that could be an interesting little twist on the formula if they are doing something like that yeah Uh, it definitely needs to change i mean Far Cry 1, 2, and 3 are three very different games, in my opinion. I don't know if Bo would agree with that, but they're very different. But 3, 4, 5, looking like 6, are all kind of in the exact same wheelhouse. And that's not counting the Primal and even Blood Dragon. You know, they they all kind of fall in that same 
it's this game. Yeah, even even point. Primal at that point. Primal was the same formula even it was just set in a, you know, caveman time. Yeah, but it used the same exact map too. Yeah, it was the same map and everything. Which was weird. That was really weird. It was a little less expensive of a game, so I realized it wasn't like meant to be a mainline sequel, but still, it was weird. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see. Uh for me personally, it's not enough that uh Gus Fring is in this. But I can no. tell you, I can tell you this, my son who doesn't give two craps about Far Cry the series, when he heard he was in that, he's all in now. Like to the point of pre-order almost. I'm like, really, Nick, you're gonna just do this because of this? Oh, dad, you don't even know. I just love that guy. And he's watched Breaking Bad like 12 times or something. So he the just, trailer was good. I showed the trailer to people who I know are not going to have any interest in that game because it's a compelling trailer. The problem is, is when your main antagonist is the most interesting thing in the game you have to try and make your protagonist just as interesting. Far Cry is notorious for making the protagonist being your Gordon Freeman-esque, like no personality doesn't talk, sometimes talks, but, you know, like nothing character. And it's like, okay, great. Well, I know that I'm not going to be able to kill this person presumably until the end of the game. And so it's just going to be a lot of like, uh, I think five did this a lot where it was, oh, you got a dart in your neck and now you're all drugged out. So now the interesting character can talk to you for a little while. Okay, now you're back out in the open world. And there was a lot of blacking out in those games so that they could have interesting characters actually interact with you. And I I have no interest in that. Like, I'm kind of with Bo. I kind of agree. The Far Cry Cry games are kind of garbage. But the shooting in the open world stuff is actually kind of fun. I do have fun with that. Yeah. But the the stuff they wrap around it, I get more annoyed by uh, than have fun with. I get it. If okay, hear me out. Here's here's the idea of a lifetime. Ubisoft, if you're listening, oh man, here you go. Okay, here's what okay. you do. Far Cry Six. The game starts with that video. Okay. It doesn't, nothing else happens. That video runs or that, that introduction runs. Uh, Gus Fring's, you know, teaching you about life and giving you a live grenade and everything. Let's say the kid is the protagonist. And -hmm. as you get to the end and it blacks out right before he's about to look like he's going to chuck it into the crowd, it goes black, Far Cry 6. And then immediately the game engine fires up and you're, the view is from the kid's view with the hand out in front with a grenade in it. And there's all those people down there. And then, you turn around and run away from your dad because you don't want to be like him. And the entire game is just a fist out in front of the screen, holding the grenade and not letting it go. And the <laughs> whole everywhere thing he goes holding the stupid grenade. Yes. It'll be like speed. You know, you can't go below a certain speed or whatever. So you just run around with a fistful of live grenade and a pistol over here or whatever. Pew, pew, pew. And then the bad guys are always just trying to shake your hand loose and get that grenade out. And that's the whole game. Now are you interested? Now would you buy it? But now would you spend fifty nine ninety nine? No, I don't want to play a game where I just <laughs> run around holding the grenade. Because the monsters are usually trying to do that anyways. Like, they're trying to kill you. So whether yeah. they get your grenade or not is kind of... But I get what you're trying to say. If Far Cry, whatever number this is, has an interesting... Okay, let me say it this way. Any game, any shooter coming out this year or even next year has probably been in development before Doom Eternal came out. Yeah, Doom no. Eternal is uh-huh. a watershed moment uh-huh. and all other games need to live up so we're just getting sold trash that is yesterday's news at this point because 
Doom Eternal is, is just revolutionized shooters for me. I don't want to play shooter games anymore that don't challenge me. And uh, yeah, there you, uh, have it. you you are you are you and Doom Eternal are like me and Mad Max Fury Road. Game of the year, dude. I mean, game of the decade. Movie, really. movie of the decade. That's what I'm saying. We feel yeah. the same level of pa- passion. Two different mediums, but we feel the same level of passion for each of Huge those things. Huge breath of fresh air, even more than the first Doom. Like, really, the idea that that we're going to respect the player by giving them challenges in, in interesting ways that involve more than just headshots mm. um, is is revolutionary. Well, Hadouni, But also... Yeah. Also not new. Also what games should be. Not these virtuoso simulators of real like like games have a hard time deciding what they're gonna be. Is it a simulator? Is it a is it a uh, you know, is it a shooter game or is it a is it a storybook game with some interactive elements? All the, a lot of these triple A studios try to put too much of the same thing in. Mm. And like what Doom shows is like if you make a shooter, make a pure shooter. You know, if you want to make a narrative game, go the telltale route. Like, like, stop trying to make me have 15 different games in one game um, and make me want to play 160 hours with all this stuff. Like, give me a 20-hour experience that's a pure form of the game expression that you're aiming for. And that's a respect of, I think, players' time. It's hard for me to get entirely behind that idea. I, I understand what you're saying, and I do like the purity of a certain of genres sticking to, to their best fundamentals. But... There are lots of hybrids I can think of that I'm glad exist. Like, I'm really glad a game like Slay the Spire exists, which is roguelike mechanics combined with a deck-building card mechanic. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't merge genres. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's pure form in the game expression that it is. So, So you can take mechanics and build them into new ideas. It's that narrative storytelling is its own thing. Mm. And it, you know, it, it... you can have little bits of it, but I just don't, I don't know. Like games like Far Cry where it's like exploration game. Why don't you just make an exploration game? Why does it have to have guns in it all the time? Like you can, No Man's Sky is a good example of a great exploration game that doesn't really, you don't have to shoot anything. So, so when I get games that are these cross genres that are done to death, especially, there's probably some good examples in this genre of shooter exploration that are great. Deus Ex comes to mind. Human Revolution, quite a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this is number six and it's like, it's just, it's just too much. It's not, it's not good. Well, as, I, don't, as, I find it as someone who just beat uh, Titanfall two, I can say that, um, I mean, I'll just say it right now. Titanfall two is my 2020, 2016 game of the year. <laughs> yeah. I hear a lot of good things about it. It's um, an amazing narrative experience, but it's so it's it, like the Half-Life games before it, because that's what I'll compare it to. That's how much I enjoyed it. Um, it it knew how to marry movement, the feel of it, the pacing of it, both the gameplay pacing, but also the narrative pacing. And, and all those elements came together in such a way to make it my favorite story-driven campaign of any shooter I've ever played, or maybe in a long time of most games I've played. Um, and, and so I think it can be done, but it also didn't overstay its welcome. It's like five and a half hour campaign. Um, or even overstay its welcome in the sense of multiple games. Cause I, I'll say this. I, I do not like doom eternal as much as Bo does. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think the 
Doom that came prior to it is a better game. But here's what I do love about Doom Eternal. Wait, are you saying your 2020 Doom game of 2016 <laughs> is Doom 2016? That's what you're saying. Yes, okay. that's what I'm saying. All right, great. But here's what I here's what I like um, about Doom Eternal. They didn't just make Doom 2016 again. Yeah. They they did something different. And I did like it. I didn't like it as much, but I liked it and I appreciated that it was something different. Far Cry 6 is going to be, I think, because again, I'm not counting Far Cry 1 and 2, but I think it's going to be still the sixth iteration of that. Yeah. You know, Bo's saying, like, make a good whatever the thing is that you want to make. I think they did that with Far Cry 3, and they had their moment, and they were like, oh, this is the perfect marriage of the open world and the here's an interesting antagonist and here's what we've got going. And I think they nailed it. And then they said, well, we did the work. We figured it out. Now all we have to do is iterate on that. Yeah. You know, the far cry three was the discovery of like, Hey, we can make a good football game. We can make Madden far cry four and primal and blood dragon and five and whatever that newest one was that, I, I can't even remember the name of and now six are all just new year iterations on it new dawn and at a certain point they need to sit down and go well what kind of game do we want to make again there's there's a lack of purity it's just iterative at this point it's like well we got to make another one yeah um and i will respect anybody that comes in and says no we want to make something completely different even if you're going to put a sequel number on there like doom did it's it's the sequel to doom to the previous doom but it's a completely different game. Yeah. Well, that's true. I, I'll give you that for sure. I'm kind of in your, I'm in the same boat of like, I think I like the 2016 game a little better, but I also respect it for trying to do something different. The truth is we don't know about Far Cry 6 yet. We don't know what the game plays at all. They haven't shown anything, but it feels like a fair assumption that they're not going to stray too far from what it was in New Dawn or before that five or before that primal or before that four, you know, like, I, I think they think they that their audience and probably rightly so wants what they want and they're going to make that. Um, and it sells a lot of copies. But it's enough for a lot of people. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that, that like it. I think yeah. part of it, too, is I just I don't really like Crytek as a developer. Uh, and I don't mean that personally. I just mean their their games, generally speaking. And you know, I've tried Warface and stuff. Is, that, just, is that Crytek? I didn't know Crytek made that. Hold on. <clears> I think they made Warface or they, they had an online CS:GO kind of competitor. I no, no, no. I mean, they... I mean, is it is it that developer that makes the Far Cry games? I don't, I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, Crytek makes Far Cry. That was that's how we came to know them in the world. Their first game was Far Cry with the Crytek engine, I believe. Well, it says the, yeah, the, the the Cry engine. It says the the developer right now and has been since two is Ubisoft mm-hmm. Montreal. I don't know what that if that means that. Let's see. Are they still using the Crytek engine? go for it like it's you know uh says here where's the engine it doesn't say engine they actually don't say engine on their wikipedia page so i don't know but according to uh i i think there may have been well i could be wrong about this maybe they bought and absorbed it when it was just cry when it was just far crying and then crytech or whatever but I think Crytek's a whole Hang separate on. bag of chips now. Here's, now here's a real bit of news: Crytek Remaster, or Crisis Remastered is coming. You excited about that? That I'll play. The first Crisis is amazing. 
Well, all right then. That that'll play. Absolutely. You think that'll play? That'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll. Like, I really liked the first Crisis and Crisis Warhead. Um, I I never played three actually. I probably should give that a go. I think that three was very maligned though, wasn't it? Um, so, like two and three made it more corridor shooty. Where like the first Crisis and Crisis Warhead was just a big open jungle that you had to traverse across and there'd be helicopters patrolling, which is kind of like Far Cry, but it had this military um, aspect to it that was really fun mm-hmm. right so I, I kind of i enjoyed feeling like rambo traipsing through a jungle <laughs> being one man versus many and uh and that's a good feeling that's a fun gameplay mechanic i just feel like far cry the reasons for violence when it's real world and crisis feels like feels appropriate you know it's a military uh situation yeah. crisis feels like you're kind of like an edgy teenager and you're just killing everyone in this power fantasy and you're like oh the powers of nature are with you and then this weird drug guy or whoever the megalomaniacs that um john's referring to like it's not interesting <laughs> it's not fun from a video game perspective you know it feels yeah. like if you want to have some commentary on governments and how humans treat each other maybe you should you should do that and not make a video game you know sure. i just don't think it's a good marriage in, in my opinion it's not not a good combo uh, so this here are the engines they use internally. Uh, I looked all this up while you were talking, and I think I found the answer. So there's the Disrupt engine, which is developed by from the ground up from the Ubisoft Montreal. That's used in the Watchdog games, uh, and iterations on that engine. The Duina engine or Duina engine is a fork of the original Cry engine, the Crytek engine. However, according to this, that was back before when they bought. They bought it when Far Cry 1 was out. And then uh, it says here now, okay, it says very little of the original CryEngine code remains in the current version. They now call it the Duina Engine 2 and everything they make. It's basically a, an, an Ubisoft engine now. So that's just interesting because I think they, because oh. Crytek still exists as a tech, as an engine maker. Um, and and they've, they, been, they've been putting out games too. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal was there. So they still necessarily the f- love, but. Yeah. Did they sell the franchise or license it out? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. But yeah, Far Cry because it is weird, isn't it? It's so, so why wouldn't weird. you just change it? Why, why would you want? It's it's like I don't know uh, the Unreal Engine. They it's like Epic made a game called Unreal Tournament, <laughs> which mm-hmm. they really did, mm-hmm. and it's got the same name as the Un. Is it still the Unreal Engine? Right? Yeah. So, yeah. and then I'm like, man, I want your sweet Unreal franchise, but I want no links back to you. Mm-hmm. I just want Unreal Tournament, and I'm like. There's a lot of other shooters out there. There's this doesn't seem like a great like I don't I just come up with my own game like Lawbreakers that did well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that did real good. Everyone remembers Lawbreakers. It's super great. Yeah, <laughs> but you know I'd rather do that and fail than take someone else's. I don't know, just like Far Cry. Like eh, I just right. I hate it. Well, here's it's where just, it is. It's very personal Here, and subjective. I just found it. Ubisoft assigned Ubisoft Montreal to develop console versions of the original Far Cry. And the arrangement with Crytek was that they would get the rights. So this is super interesting. Okay. Ubisoft now has perpetual rights to the Far Cry series and all of its licensing as long as they continue to use this weird fork of the CryEngine. But it's hardly the CryEngine anymore. So I don't know what happened there. I don't know. (laughs) It's weird. Who knows, dude? The business side of this is... I'm fascinated by the things we don't know about what happens internally with this sort of thing. All we ever get to see is the games themselves and I would like to know 
Well, I mean, there's a lot bigger. That makes sense that that Far Cry is resembling more and more some weird Assassin's Creed with the towers and stuff. Yeah, they just think, wanted to make more Assassin's Creed games, and they're doing it in the Far Cry engine. It all makes sense. Kind of, yeah. They took those mechanics yeah. and said, "Hey, what if we revealed new sections of the map because you went and found this tower?" And now, what if it was a shooter now instead of a assassination game? Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, uh, even the hacker engine uh, or the hacker games, or they call Watchdogs games, are kind of that too. They kind of take from mm-hmm. a similar, similar and thing. Th- we're going to be talking about Skull and Bones because information came out about that, which they are rebooting because it was too much like all their other games. Yep. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. So, uh, more on that in a second. They also showed hacker town Legion. I always call it that, but it's, it's, uh, what's it called? Watchdogs. 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 I never remember the damn name. Watchdogs to say, we my said life. it like two minutes ago too. I know <laughs> I said it. So it would help me remember to say hacker it. And town. then I still, still said hacker town. Cause that's what I wrote. I, I think hacker town's a better name. I, I mean, a game, a game named hacker town would be a badass game, whatever it is. Yeah. But anyway, hacker town, or sorry, <laughs> watchdogs <laughs> Legion <laughs> got showed off a bunch. It's kind of what we still think it is. We hope, we hope it delivers on the whole, hack everybody and take over whoever you want or not hack them, but uh, recruit, you know, recruit them into this, into this underworld thing. If they can, if they can do that for real, great. But I still think there's like five archetypes and they're just hiding it behind a bunch of cosmetics. Yeah. It lives and dies on that system. You know, like if those archetypes, if there are only five and it's like, well, you can be an engineer type or you can be a hacker type or you can be a stealth type or, you know, like, if that's what it comes down to and it's it's only five, it could get old really quick. Yeah. Depending on how much they hang their hat on that. I have um, I have real concerns if it's not as de- deep as they are leading us to believe. Because if it's not, I, forget it. I don't I think I told you this, Scott. My least favorite enemy in video games is drones. <laughs> I don't like it, them either. I hate every game that has drones in it as an yeah. enemy. Yeah. And I get it's the world we live in, and a lot of people are thinking about drones an awful lot these days. Nothing bugs me more as an enemy type than drones. But um, I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend recommend maybe then because you said last week when we watched this, you said you know I am thinking about getting into one of these. Uh, you know, either Ghost Wild Recon Lands Wildlands or, or the new yeah. one, Breakpoint. There's a lot of drones in those games, including I, yours. Yeah. You use your drone a lot in that game, which is kind of cool when you're using it. But other people's drones, they suck. You're right. I agree with you. They There's suck. just nothing satisfying about shooting a drone. <laughs> no one has made that fun or interesting. And look, I understand we're moving into a bit of morbid territory talking about how satisfying it is to shoot one thing over another thing. But like... <laughs> There's nothing satisfying about a weird circular disc floating above you and you go and you just see sparks flying and then it goes and falls on the ground and it always takes more bullets than you think it should. Like you always think like this thing is flying on hope and electronics and really one bullet should do the trick and then it should go and sail away. Yeah. You know, if drones in video games blew up the way they did in the last Spider-Man movie, like yeah. the way he was killing drones, yeah. they'd be a great enemy. Yeah. They just explode like crazy, but they don't, they send like one drone. You have to shoot it for 30 minutes and then it goes, they could change. They could do what you're saying. There'd be no problem with just a single shot drone kill. Just do that. These video games, this is not a problem because you already have enough 
fleshy blood magnets everywhere else, right? They're all soaking bullets from however many times you're shooting them in all these shooters. Make the drones less of a thing. Have them in your game. Say, ooh, technology, we're in the future, drones. And have the, and they can hurt when they're shooting you or whatever, but when you hit them, done, out, gone. As long as you hit them once, that drone is dead. This yeah. isn't freaking Skynet that we're fighting. They're just drones. <laughs> yeah, we're not going up against Terminators. Right. Also, another thing I realized about Watch Dogs, I've been super excited about every Watch Dogs game. I've never played one. Oh, wow. You didn't play two. Uh, I thought you, who am I thinking of? Someone I, I played two, and then someone I talked to about a lot played two, and I thought it was you, but it wasn't you. No, I've never. I I own it. I never played it, and I'm worried the same thing's going to happen with Legion because I'm actually pretty excited about this game. I think some of the ideas are really cool. Yeah. But I I don't know. Like you said, if it's if that system is too transparent, yeah, it's gonna be rough. It's a problem. So it's a problem. We'll just see. We'll see how it goes. I agree completely with that. Uh, what else? Skull and Bones, as you mentioned, rumored to be rebooted as a live game to compete in the world of the Fortnites and the whatnots. It's probably yeah, fine. Um, watch a marshmallow concert from the deck of our pirate ship. <laughs> here comes here comes rapper Super Juice or whatever. He, he's going to be great. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go that far, but you and I made, or you, I think you made the comment and I we talked about it a little bit on the stream. And I still think this is true. Pirates are really cool. And in particular, Assassin's Creed has a great history with pirates and just and just waterfaring stuff in general. It's very cool stuff. And if you played Black Flag, you'll remember just how great that was. It was just an amazing mechanic. The last game had great boat stuff in it. But John made this comment like all of the, uh, that boat stuff is only made meaningful and interesting because there's character, context, events, uh, action, reaction, all this stuff that happens around the boats. The boats aren't the main thing. The boats are just a really good part of, of an expression of the main thing, which is story and character and motivation. Without all of that, if the motivation is just upgrade your cannons, go out and do a multiplayer shooter where I hope my boat lives, even if the mechanics are really well you know, handled and it feels good, if that's all that is, and that's the progression, like a like Fortnite, like any other game that you're progressing through, then that seems like a bummer. Hey like, guys, I played for seventy hours and now I got a sick mermaid on the front of my boat. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You're gonna unlock cosmetics and be all stoked about it, and you're gonna look like I got the Ezio skin for my captain and what other whatever other weird crossover shit they do with their other games. Like there's a Sam Fisher guy in the front of my boat. You got night vision goggles for the front of your boat. <laughs> Yar, turn on the night vision goggles. Yar. And, you just yeah. and everything turns green and you can fight at night. Now. That's a brilliant idea, but they're not going to. Yar, die. it's me because we pre-ordered. We'll stealthily go around this <laughs> island. Yar. Uh, so I don't know about that. Bo, how do you feel about uh, pirates and shooting other pirate pass. ships? Pass. Another pass. Oh, you know what I think? I, I think, think I'm saying pass I so I don't have to say a bunch of negative things. It's like you know, like in car, you just it's fish, you pass. I'm just passing. You just pass. All right. <laughs> I don't it's think uninteresting. Ubisoft is the company for Bo. Yeah, they may not make the games you like. I think. Oh no, they they've made some of my favorite things. They make Rocksmith. 
Give me a oh, new okay. 2020 Rocksmith with a massive catalog at launch. Wait. Please and thank you. Why can't I remember what Rock... Oh, Rocksmith, the, the Rocksmith guitar is, thing. There's two editions. I think there's Rocksmith and then the 2014 edition. And it's where you can plug in your actual guitar, which pictured here in my webcam. I can plug that into my computer and it will... You know, it's like Guitar Hero, except it's for really learning music. And it is a great education tool, whether you're new or as an experienced player... Playing an hour uh, three times a week helps increase my chops and was very satisfying. And the game is well designed. It's so well designed that they haven't released a new edition. They've just been releasing DLC for years. Mm. If you go to Steam, there's like 500. So you could blow a grand on all the DLC. Mm. It's great, though. It's really great. It makes learning and playing guitar super fun. Uh, and please, like, do that. Stop playing, make more Assassin's Creed. Like, there's stuff I like that Ubisoft does. They're like, well, I guess we're not making a millions and millions of dollars, so we're not going to make that one. <laughs> and, and I get it, but... What voice is that? Wait a minute. Was that French? I don't, I, I don't know. It's it's not quite French. I don't. It's just Ubisoft is Ub, Ub, Ubisoft. You know, they say they think it's weird. I don't know. It's all like right. they're not quite French, but not quite English. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and they're everywhere now. They're all over the place. Uh, and they're also having major problems internally. What do you think they call themselves? You know, some companies are like, they might give themselves a name. Like we're, I don't know. Uh, I know at Old Navy, they call you celebrities. But do? it's Cell, S-E-L-L. Yeah. What? In the internal, I, I knew people that work there. And in the internal, you know, paraphernalia you get, they're like, be a celebrity. And like, they refer to each other as a celebrity. But with Cell, like corporate S-E-L-L. Speak. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, Ubisoft, they call uh, each other Ubi people or Ubis or, you know. The Ubs. The yeah. they, I hope they call each other rabbits. That'd be cool. A bunch of rabbits. Ah, uh, yeah. They yeah. just every time you talk to Ubisoft them, has good franchise, <laughs> but we we haven't discussed we haven't discussed any of the ones I like yet. Okay, so. well that's fine. I you know what I like the counterpoint here because everything we've talked about, with the exception of probably Far Cry Six, but just can't get too excited about. Uh, other than maybe narratively, uh, Hackertown Legion looks good to me. They got to deliver on that though. I think Skull and Bones was the thing I was most excited about at the E3. They showed that at. But I, at the time, thought it was a standalone game that was going to play out maybe a little more like, uh, what's the Microsoft one? Um, sea of Thieves. Yeah. I thought that's what we were going to get, is a more serious take on Sea of Thieves, less chunky characters and kind of dumb visuals and more of a serious pirate game. That's not what they're describing now. If they're making a you know a sh- multiplayer shooter hooter or whatever... Shooter hooter. Shooter hooter. <laughs> hooter shooter. There you go. New genre. Yeah, watch out it. for the hooter Ship shooters. Um, and then then I'm then I'm not so interested. I have a question because I didn't see this, so I'm relying on you guys for information. I noticed nothing about Beyond Good or Evil Two in here. Oh yeah, no. they didn't talk about it. Not even a mention. Game no Rocksmith. No Beyond Good or Evil like Two. Dryland. It's just not going to happen. Well I mean, done, Ubisoft. It, they can't. Beyond Good and Evil 2 has to happen. It has to happen. Like It will c- happen, but is it go- what is it going to be at this point? I don't like- know. I don't know. You're right. I would have, you know what I could have gone for? Some of that, so we could see progress. I could have gone for some Prince of Persia, uh, a return to the Prince of Persia series. Which- I still think Gods and Monsters looked amazing, and they haven't talked about that in a long time. Yeah, I still want one. that. I can't tell mm-hmm. what's going on over there. I feel like something's weird. They're making more of their franchises with really high numbers and nothing with uh, 
Well, they fired a bunch of people, didn't they? Yeah, that was because of the internal strife stuff I mentioned. There's there's all kinds of horrible allegations, like really raunchy stuff, bad stuff at the very top of that place. Yeah. Along with firing people, might also be the cancellation of certain projects. It that could be people were strong advocates for if it they were higher be. ups. It could be, but Val- oh. Valhalla, the lead of Valhalla, was fired for. That's what we haven't talked about is Valhalla. They showed that finally. Oh yeah, that, they did show that. That's the first Assassin's Creed in a while that I'm peaked. So how was it? Uh, it looks great. I think it yeah. looks like definitely like this is more of what John and I loved about the last one, but in a Viking place. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned <laughs> in a Viking place. Yeah, the sequel I to mean, a quiet place yeah. in a Viking place. Because <laughs> that last game was incredible, but it was incredible for a couple of reasons that we don't know yet. Like we always talk about how great Cassandra was as a character, and we don't know if this new girl or dude are as compelling as she was. Um, that is a big deal. It turns out. Um, but Odyssey was maybe a little too big for its own britches. This this sounds like they've scaled back a little bit on si- overall size. I think that's probably okay. That'll create some focus that the game was lacking before. Um, but that's one of my favorite games ever, uh, Odyssey. And I also really liked the one before it as well, Origins. So I, I hope it just leans more into the things I liked about those two games. And if, it, if they do and it's in this new setting, you know... I'm ready to change my pants. I think Let's it go. cut away the Assassin's Creed part of it too. The more, the better. Like I, I, I like I'd be okay just hearing this as a Vikings game in the same genre and aesthetic as Assassin's Creed, but they drop the Assassin's Creed part. I don't mind the Assassin's Creed part, except and John and I had a discussion about this too during the stream. But I, I don't, I don't mind leaning into this is Assassin's Creed, and and once again we're looking at another era where the creed is being passed forward, and there's all these stories around it. Just stop doing the Abstergo future bullshit. I don't need it now. Yeah. Like, I just stay in the old times because the old times stuff not is impressive exquisite. like the 13th time either. No. Every, <laughs> like, every time that game brushes up against the modern stuff, it's almost universally bad. Yeah, it's um, jarring. I told bad. you, I gave you a little bit of a spoiler on something that I thought was okay, kind of cool uh, from Odyssey, which was uh, spoilers. Uh, that there is a guardian of Atlantis who is technically immortal, and that power does get passed to Cassandra, so she's still alive in the modern era. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a neat little twist. That's the only time it's ever happened. Was so, she was she miserable? I never got to that. So was she miserable there, like not no, happy to be? No, she okay. was wearing a business suit, so she clearly went out at oh. times, like. <laughs> I pictured her like the dude. Oh, no, in- actually, I don't know if she was wearing a business suit, but I remember it being like modern clothes. Okay. So she went out and got she got stuff. I was thinking it was going to be like uh, um, I really have this in my head, like Indiana, the third Indiana Jones movie, where it's the old knight just trapped in there with all those mugs and cups. Oh uh, no, she she looked same age that she was in the game. She okay. hadn't aged at all. Right, but she's not trapped in there either. She can get around, right? She can do Apparently, stuff. Apparently, or she's sending people to get her clothes. Okay. And you had to swim <laughs> into that cave. So, I mean, I don't know how that all worked. But, um, yeah, then she, again, spoilers, <laughs> she dies. She passes the staff to the modern-day character, and then she dies. And that sucked, and then I didn't want to play the game anymore. So it was a neat little reveal that then immediately was like, oh, well, geez, now I don't care. But I, I mean, I guess the positive is she could theoretically show up in the Viking game, but that also they can't do that because they had multiple characters and it wouldn't be her. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Anyway, Cassandra was great, but 
but every time they have to tie into the lineage of like aliens and future tech and assassins versus templars i just think all that stuff is boring as hell and doesn't need to be in the game and they should just tell the story they're there to tell because i don't care well the assassins versus templars thing works in the context of the old worlds they're in keep it there you know like having 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 you find out and uh, that your character needs to go up against somebody who's uh you know uh, of the opposing faction that's fine I mean, that's fine in the context of, hey, we're all people in ancient Greece fighting the way ancient Grecians do. And we really don't know why this is this eternal struggle. But we're going to keep fighting. That stuff's fine. I don't find any of that boring. What I find boring is when they go, what's this mysterious freaking code box unit that shouldn't be back in time? And oh, no, now I'm in the future. And that lady was sleeping in a sleeping bag. And now she's up walking around or not a sleeping bag. Sorry, the weird little coffin that was like a computer coffin. And the other lady's like, ah, oh, what's the matter? Ah, oh, you wouldn't believe what I'm seeing in this place. Well, be careful. The future thing will hurt your brain if you're in there too long. It's <laughs> oh, like, oh. Well, that was bad, but so is so is the rolled back version too, where it's all right. Who man, it's been really rough playing as Cassandra, and they're like, "Yeah, you need to take a break. Do you want to read some emails?" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you don't. I don't want to sit here and read emails about your stupid modern day lore that I'm not invested in. They take two breaks in Odyssey from the main Cassandra story. That's it. There's two instances of modern day stuff, maybe three at the end. But the only thing you do during those breaks is talk to people. And they're like, yeah, Cassandra's a really interesting person. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, she is. Yeah. Cassandra's a really interesting person. <laughs> oh, that's all they had to say. Okay, great. I'll go get on this computer. Yeah. Hey, do you want to read an email? Yeah. <laughs> Templars suck. Assassins rule. Woo. Okay, great. That's good. Uh, Ubisoft is making a game about assassins. We're meta. <laughs> Lols. And you're like, all right. And then it's like, hey, you want to listen to some audio files? Yeah. And it's like, no. Hey, we uh, get them. They're bad. They're Templars forever. Yeah. And it's like, all right. Well, now that I've had that break, I can get back to being Cassandra. I'm really glad I got that nice thematic break to appreciate the modern society of reading emails and listening to wave files yeah. this was just fantastic anything new to say hey cassandra's a really interesting person no okay great back yep. in we go back into the computer coffin i'm going to the future or i'm going to the past yes. yep <laughs> it's just they made it so trivial that now it's not interesting which makes you wonder why is it there no, is it there at all i agree there's there's i wish it was more of a mystery overall and they've never poked too far into it like just have a once in a while you're like, oh, I hit a wall in here that's covered in code, but I'm an I'm a, I'm a guy from ancient Egypt. I don't know what that means. And and that's it. Don't don't actually go to the future. Just insert these weird things throughout the series so that by the time I get to Vikings, I'm still just so weirded out about the mystery. You know, that would have been a better idea. Why didn't they do that? They should have done that. They wrote themselves in the corner. In the first one, it was all about the modern day crusades and you know crusaders and all that. If I remember, yeah. Well, yeah. I, or what do they call them? Like uh, crusaders, the right? Templars, Templars. Oh, yeah. the Templar. There you go. Yeah, yeah. nice Templar. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. I think they wrote themselves into a corner early on. Yeah. Well, once they yeah they had what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, it was Jeff. Not Jeff, the guy that you controlled in the future in the first game and second game and third game. Oh, was it? An Ethan, 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 Ethan Hawk. Nope. Ethan. <laughs> what was his name? Ethan Spock. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It just rhymed with talk. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Ethan. 
No, not Ethan. Ethan. Desmond. 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 Desmond Ethan something. Desmond. No, it wasn't Ethan Desmond. It was Desmond something. Des- it was Desmond Hawk. That's Desmond Miles. Was. Miles Desmond? Desmond Miles. Desmond Miles. That's what you have oh, to that's, sp- that's the new Spider-Man. No, that's that's what you got, you got to spend that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to spend it in Animal Crossing. I could do this all day. <laughs> I know. This is really messing me up. Anyway, so, yeah, Des, that whole Desmond thing had such a bummer into it. It was like, oh, that's it with him? We're done with him? <laughs> Yeah, there was intrigue and interest, and then, oh, he's dead. Yeah, that's it? Oh, okay. he didn't do anything? All right. Not really. Yeah, I guess if you're going to hire, who's the voice actor? I can't think of names today. It's okay. We don't need For who? Desmond? Yeah, Nathan Drake's actor. Freaking Nolan North. Nolan North. Yes, he was Desmond. And I remember thinking at the time, well, if you're going to have Nolan North be be your dude, you must be serious about carrying this through. And then they just killed him. And I went, all right. They probably couldn't get Nolan North anymore. Maybe. Assassin's Creed is a B-tier series. What? That is one of the highest selling games of the year it came out. You are, hey, you're an insane a game, person. I, I'm not oh basing that on sales, Scott. I'm basing it on quality. It is a B-tier game. I disagree. There's- B-tier games can sell better than A-tier games. It's a B tier game. I think we got to give the franchise a, but we can not like it. I think it's a pretty. I love Assassin's Creed. It's a B. I disagree. It never looks cutting edge. It always looks old as shit. Disagree. The the, the last game, the last game did not look old as shit. The storyline is often not great. People always go, "Eh, it's all right. It's pretty good. It is never that a level game. It always falls a little short of it. And the fact that we're criticizing the modern day stuff as much as we are and saying they never get it right is a testament. Whether it takes up a little bit of time or a full bit of time, the fact that that stuff was basically garbage that got thrown out and then became trivial and now is a stupid interruption, that's not something you see in an A-tier game. Okay, give me an example of an A-tier game that's in Doom that Eternal. category. <laughs> Besides Doom Eternal. <laughs> Besides that. Well, what would you go? Oh, yeah, A tier compared to Assassin's Creed. Now, I would assume it needs to be a similar, you know, thematically genre like game. So, what would it be? What would you give? The it? Last of Us is an A tier game. See, the I Last think- of Us 2 is an A tier game. Yeah. Again, you don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to say this is my favorite game of all time. But that is a game that got the time, level, attention, and focus and production value of an A tier game. Yeah. Arkham Asylum, I'd put it in there too as an example of a tier right yeah i probably that's would. very very related to assassin's creed it's yeah. kind of very similar genre right third person adventure exploration metroidvania i'll 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 concede that i i mean also i just think open world games are inherently harder and jankier to make work exactly the way you might think of an a tier game what you played in in both part one and part two of last of us those games are very directed very curated mm-hmm. and crafted and that that is that is a kind of game, but you're never going to go to a hub and say, all right, cool, I got a million quests and I can talk to NPCs and you can kind of go GTA with it, whereas you can with Assassin's Creed, kind of. GTA is an A-tier game. It is, but it's got jank. <laughs> and guess what? It looks better than the Assassin's Creed games. It has more unity of focus than the Assassin's Creed games. Oh, I don't know about this. I think you can put Grand Theft Auto V graphically next to... Uh, more modern Assassin's Creed games and it still looks better. 
I think that again, I'm not saying it's bad. I this know, isn't I know saying, you're not saying that. Hey guys, Assassin's that. Creed is bad. Yeah. I'm saying that the amount of time and effort and attention to detail and all of that, it strikes me as a B. I don't think Ubisoft <laughs> has a single A tier franchise under their belt. I think it's universally a B tier company. Wow. Ubisoft Rockstar. is a B tier company. They're the yes. they're the largest games developer and publisher in all of Europe. It's not bad. Putting out a B tier game is not bad. That's like saying indie games are garbage because they don't look good. Well, and that's ridiculous. I guess what I'm doing is I'm comparing it to the way you'd say like, because in, in film B, B movie means something very different than I think what you're saying. You're saying grade B out of a, you know, F is the worst. Yeah. Right. In movies, there's only A and B. Yeah. There's A and B. <laughs> And X. Yeah, I suppose. that's probably why I, my definition of what A and B is is skewed by that a little bit. Because like, yeah, so when you say B tier, it sounds like they make Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yes. Type. Or, right. or yeah, or Which it's like uh, Jurassic Park. It's not Park. what John's saying at all. I yeah, it's like Jurassic Chicken versus Jurassic Park or whatever those weird, like every time there's a big movie and there's like those guys that make the fake ripoff version of it. Uh, that's what I think of as a B tier. Mm. But yeah. obviously, we're not. That's not what you're saying in game. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta get over my A and B. What, what is a beer tier? Beer tier. Beer tier. What is a B, <laughs> what is a B tier game? Like, if, if there was a B movie of games that's current, what's an example? Deadly Premonition is the hands down definition of B movie in a video game form. I've never played it. Seen some streaming of it. I've played it. Yeah. It's it's extremely oh, but- good and extremely bad. It's. Okay. Yeah, the horror genre in gaming is where all the garbage games are, as well as the good games. But there's so many, you know, yeah, five there's guys some junk Freddy's in there. Rip-offs. Like, yeah, ho- like these horror-y, edgy games are, you know, are the the postal. I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting to feel like the some genres are entering that space. Like I, I'm feeling that way about battle royale right now. It's like okay, freaking. Oh yeah, our spin is that uh, they wear bibs. And yeah. just like babies. And it's like, okay, guy, really? You got nothing better than to make this game. Like, you got weird, no other idea. That's a weird thing to come up with, though. They wear bibs in this Oh, month. it's real. There's one called, like, uh, I don't know, something edgy. It's on Steam. We find it here. The, the big thing was that they were, like, you know, they had the frying pans and they had, they were just leaning into the weirdness of it, I yeah, guess. You yeah. know, like the, yeah. you know, grown man in a diaper kind of thing. <laughs> with a gun and a frying pan. Like on a certain level, I respect it, but you know the game's jank. Oh, of like, course, all yeah. get out, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think. Oh my god, there's a battle royale tycoon. Okay, I'm that, really <laughs> battle royale <laughs> tycoon. Funny. What the hell is that? That sounds great. What is that? No, it's it's got the RimWorld Prison Architect graphics. You don't want. That. Oh no, I don't want that. You know what I do uh, like though? Um, as, speaking of Ubisoft, and they didn't talk about this at all in their presentation, but they have a auto battler, which I'm not. I'm kind of sick of and don't care about. But they have one that's kind of interesting because it's combined the auto battler thing with 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 a battle royale thing uh, in terms of number of players. You start with 100 players. I forgot what it's called. Might and Magic something. It's part of the Might and Magic series, which which they own. Anyway, Mm. uh, it's free. It's on tablets, phones, and PC. And you get into this thing and you see this giant grid of all of these people, you included, all ready to roll. And when you go to choose your guys and pay for them with gold and all that stuff, it's a lot like what you're used to seeing from auto chess like games, but in between, but they're very quick matches and they have, everyone has three life points 
And so instead of um, some big long life point, you just have three points. It's not like, you know, 20 points of health and then you're being chipped away as you lose games or win games or whatever. This just t- it's like three lives. So you lose your first life. Actually, everybody gets one free life for the first round. And then every round after that, if you lose, you lose a point. Now you got two. You lose two. You got one left. You lose that one. You're out. So it goes really fast. And I actually really like it. I think it's my favorite of all of them, even though it's generic as shit and looks, you know, not great visually or anything. Sounds like a real D tier game. But it, I mean, <laughs> yes, by your definition, yes, it's B tier. It's B tier. You're right. Uh, look, I'm just happy Bo will not get any heat now for anything he has said on this yeah, episode. you really jumped on a grenade for me. Ch- yeah, chat room, based on the chat room, boy, let me tell you, say that Assassin's Creed isn't living up to the quality of other video games. You really draw the ire of people. Yeah. It isn't. If any of you can tell me that you've universally liked every aspect of every Assassin's Creed game, and that's why it's top-notch. I well, don't I don't. Does, so is the rule you can only be a tier if you've liked every aspect of a game? No, it's just it's just a unity of everything working together. I'll give you an example, because a lot of people when I said last of us, people are like, last of us is garbage. I know that game's not for everybody. I know a lot of people hate it. So here's a a tier game that I hate. Gran Turismo. That series is an a tier game. I don't like it. Yeah, but I would call it an A tier game. It has a complete unity of focus. It has it shouldn't be just about budget, which is why I'm trying not to say a triple A game, but it shouldn't be just about budget. But it kind of is. It's got a singular focus. It knows what it is. It doesn't get caught up in a lot of this. It has the money and the graphics to back up that all the effort went into this. Again, unity of focus. Yeah. And there it is. Right. I think that's that's I what think I, I understand where you're game. coming from. I think that the problems with a game as big and as a, as aggressively ambitious as something like the last couple of Assassin's Creed games, they're very ambitious for what they're trying to do. Uh, there are one or two things about them, mostly the futury stuff that that are not unified with the rest of the game. But outside of those moments, I don't know what they would be like most that game's just good. Like top to bottom. I don't know why it's B is what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying, I'm saying it in a very bad way that Assassin's Creed is a lofty game that falls short every single time. Oh, I don't know. I I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Based on where it set its sights, it falls a little short every single time. But not that short. A little short. Not massively short. short. I would also say, I don't think two, I don't think two or Brotherhood (laughs) fell very short at all of what they were doing. Like that game was, those games were, especially at their time, at their time, two and three, two and, uh, two and brotherhood were incredible. And so you may, you could say there were, there were some steps back, but then I would say black flag was a huge return to form. I don't know, man. It feels like a long running series that, that has its a moments and its B moments. That's what it feels like to me. There've been some a moments, right? I love assassin's creed. I, I think it's a great series. I'm not trying to uh, poo-poo people's favorite series here. Black Flag is one of my favorite games. Just talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey makes me want to play it again. I love that game so much. I think it is one of the best characters video games have ever produced. That said, it's a little lacking in places. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. B tier. Boom. All right. Um, What else? We got, uh, oh, that sashimi game. Sorry, 
sashimi shimmy you say you say sashimi i think of sushi yeah it's not wrong it's a it's sushim write it wrong in the show notes you should probably go find the right name so that you can correct yourself yeah, that's what what I did. Wrong? what's the wrong name i did it to myself sashimi, sashimi? is incorrect shishima shishima is the correct answer is the correct oh. pronunciation but for shima. the life of me i can't stop screwing those up because i like sushi a lot and uh it annoys me anyway uh, that game is coming out tomorrow. Sorry, Friday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Sushi is A tier, by the way. Uh, sushi yeah. is A tier. Yeah. Uh, gas station A-tier. sushi is not A tier, though. So, no. no, no, no. So you got to get the right sushi, which may play into this argument. This metaphor may still work with the sushi comparison. I'm not sure. But anyway, and then Paper Mario, uh, the, uh, the, the Origami King, they come out the same day. And I think I'm leaning Mario at this point because the reviews for Ghosts have been uh, kind of okay to Midland. And uh, they basically say, hey, this is like a six-year-old open world game that looks really nice. So enjoy. And that sounds like fun, kind of, but I think I got enough of that in my life. And if I'm going to play one of those, I may as well go finish that second Lord of the Rings game that I didn't beat that I want to. Um, uh, what is it called? Dawn of War or something? Uh, no. Shadow of War. Shadow, Shadow of War. War. Is it Shadow? Shadow is the second one. The first one was Shadow of War, and the second one was it different. Like a Wait. Shadow War. Shadow of War 2? I think it was just the Shadow of War 2. I don't think it was a 2. It was something else. Did it not have Mordor in the title? Shadows of Mordor. Oh, Shadows of Mordor is number one. Shadows of Mordor. Oh, Shadow of War is the sequel. Right. Okay. Right. So they dropped the Mordor. Yeah. Shadow of (laughs) Mordor was the first one. Okay. I like that you do it in the most freaking <laughs> uppity uh what do you call them uh lord of the rings uh elf people the way they say it they just can't i mean that's it. how aragorn says it at one point he's like frodo when he's not talking like kermit frodo <laughs> uh i would <laughs> i would have followed you into the very heart of <laughs> yeah i don't know why they do that but anyway uh i want to play that again so so it's making me less interested and plus i was already kind of like eh, i don't want to buy the last major game on a playstation that's not going to be here long probably get a better version of the thing on the ps5 so i think i'm going mario this weekend that's going to be my birthday game i'm getting that uh the reviews for that have been good not great john might call it b tier you know i think i'm gonna retract my a tier b tier thing because like i'm thinking about it and based on what i'm seeing i would call ghost of tsushima a tier and i don't think it is yeah. Like I don't, I don't think it's right. I think I'm gonna have to rethink this and come back to it. All I take right. it back. All I right. think I'm gonna just retract my statement and I'm gonna put it back out as, you know, Assassin's Creed is frequently disappointing. Okay, that's fair. But not super disappointing, a little disappointing. Right. So that you way know? you're not uh, you're not assigning it a broad grade system that can be so easily. It's just too broad. I, I'm with you. It's like people that take quit doing scores for their reviews on their sites. Like I totally get why they do it. Because yeah. it's just this arbitrary number. It's hard to lock things in. There's more nuance than a number can say. Blah, 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 blah. And it causes people to go insane and get into the dumbest arguments. <laughs> no, it's an 84%, not an 86%. You're free, right. you're mad. Yeah. And it's like, okay, guys, yeah. there's lots of work out here that needs to be done. Maybe yep. we can yeah. do some of that. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Scores just make it so easy because then I could have just said Assassin's Creed is universally a game that I think should be a nine and is always an eight. There you go. That's actually okay. that actually makes sense to me compared to the B and A though. There you go. Because you just have less granularity with the A and B. 
Whereas yeah. with one through 10, you have 10 slots instead of four or five or whatever. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the, yeah, those games, they're coming out. Yeah, I, was, I want to do the same thing with Far Cry. You know what? Far Cry is not that bad of a franchise either. <laughs> We're all you know, I kind of hoping it's a 10 and it's usually a four or five. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's <laughs> okay. just like John, I just want to say like the way I was talking about it was maybe a little dismissive. And rude. All right. How about, like how about this? How about this? I will now say for the record that all any game that features any tower defense mechanisms or mechanics are automatically garbage here. So whatever that Wait, is, wait a minute. that's what you've always said. We're taking back things that we said. We're walking it back. And, and I'm digging in. Down. I'm digging in on this one. I'm digging in on on tower defense. Tower defense. Trash here. Trash here. Tower defense. Every time. Like, it's <laughs> Wednesday. We're all a little fired up. We're all having a good time. We're all we're all saying things we might regret later. That's right. Uh, uh, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, Sony's increasing the video game police after us, John. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The game cops. They exist. I don't know if I'm going to get either. I mean, one one hand, because I have no money. That's a real easy decider. But um, I don't know. I would probably lean Paper Mario. But I had a lot of fun streaming Last of Us 2. So there's a part of me that kind of wants to stream Ghosts of Tsushima. But it sounds like it might be a little boring. Right. And you can't. You you just have the light, so you can't do the stream thing if you wanted it with the Mario game, basically. No. Yeah. yeah. See, and I would be getting it for my light as well, even though I've got a console version. But I don't know, man. Like, I just, I love the Paper Mario series, even when they've strayed from their roots and done weird things. I still love it. So I think that's just going to be my jam. It time. might be fun to have. I'm kind of getting sick of Animal Crossing, so it might be nice to have something else to play. Just something new on there, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sick of Animal Crossing. I just, you know, I do my chores in Animal Crossing. Yeah, the discovery is, although the the diving and getting shit out of the ocean floor is kind of fun. There's- I think that's stupid. I finally did that, by the way. <laughs> what a dumb thing that is. You swim so slow, and then it's just like, are there bubbles? Yep. Bloop. Yeah. All right, there. you got it. Sometimes you might have to chase it for a second, and sometimes a stupid otter will pop up next to you and be like, "Can I have what you found?" <laughs> You're like, "No, go away, otter." What's great though about that little dude, and and then you got to think of the other guy that on the island. I forgot his name. That you go visit. Gulliver. Go, is it Gulliver? No, no, no. The one on the other end is like a dog, hippie dog. Oh, that guy. I don't ever go to his. All island. right, I that don't go there either. But, but here's what's cool. Somebody took took those two characters, put their pictures side by side, and then compared it to a picture of Cheech and Chong, and that's basically who they are. <laughs> they look yes, exactly. You're not wrong. Like the stoner dog is definitely a stoner dog. Yep. He's just he gives me a weird vibe because he's like, "Hey man, you want to come into our house? <laughs> we got a lot of rooms for taking pictures." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. why?" Yeah, it's he's weird. Like, he's creepy. You can make you can make scenes, and we'll take. Harv, that's it. Harv, that's who that is. Friggin' Harv. His name should be Island. His his name should be uh, Tommy Ch- Tommy for Tommy Chong, <laughs> and the other one should be Chich or some other thing for Cheech Marin because he is those guys. They look just like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> so You're funny. Not, uh, so funny to me. Anyway, uh, all right. Hey, Halo Three coming out. It's out now. Sorry, it's out. Uh, and. Uh, I guess all that we need left is what Halo Four in that collection. Is that and it? And ODST. Oh, ODST's so. not in there either. 
Yeah, so they've been doing what they said they were going to do, which I thought I was going to be way more into than I ended up being, which is for the PC release of the Master Chief Collection. They've been putting out a new game. I think it's like every month or so they've been releasing a new one. Yeah. So we've got Reach, Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3 uh, now, and I think they're going to do ODST and Halo 4, and then it's considered complete, even though technically there's also a Halo 5, but you can... Get that through the Game Pass so you can play all the Halo games on your PC. Yeah, I'm legitimately curious about how I feel about 3 all these years later because I loved it at the time. I remember really loving 3. My, I mean, my favorite Halo games, I think my favorite was Reach uh, and then I think followed by 3 and then followed by ODST. Yeah, those are my 3 too. Halo. I might put ODST above three, but I'm not sure. Actually, I don't know about that. It's been too long. I need to kind of dip my finger in. But since it's on Game Pass and all that, I can go try it out and see what I think. It may not hold up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried about it. It doesn't hold up super great. It definitely... Remember when we were all excited about it and we're like, oh, man, it's a good first-person shooter on consoles. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Well, it turns out when you put that on the PC, you're like, this is like a console shooter on the PC. <laughs> like, it, it isn't quite what you expect. Yeah. It's not Doom Eternal. Yeah, it's not quite there. So, Bo, B-tier for sure. Don't get it. Don't check it. Don't get it from B-tier. <laughs> <not> worth it. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, this. Let's talk about the games we've been playing. I beat Titanfall 2. I mentioned that. I uh, really do esteem it quite highly. It's really awesome. Loved it. And the multiplayer is really good. In fact, it made me sort of curious to hop back into Apex Legends because it's all in the same world and sort of based on a lot of this stuff. Same developers, same engine. I thought, "Eh, let's go see what Apex is doing these days. Here's the problem. I actually think the Titanfall 2 multiplayer is so much better. And not just because it's not a battle royale, but because it's just smoother and you got wall running and you got these robots you can call down and, and yeah. f- fight with those things. Like there's all this stuff that apex had to strip out to be what it is. And it just feels f- kind of flat compared to this. I don't know. I've heard that. That's, that's not an un- uncommon opinion when apex was big and I was getting into it and hearing mm-hmm. stuff about Titanfall too. watched a few videos about it mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, they could have re- I guess they wanted to nail the battle royale crowd. You know, esports crowds like get really ant. You're like, you put weather in my game, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. and speaking of Heroes of the Storm, right? Um, yeah, right. so they, they probably did that because they, you know, had a concern. But it would be really cool if someone would do something fun and interesting with the genre. And Titanfall Two certainly seems like it's a fertile. Uh, fertile IP and 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 has a fertile team making excellent like gameplay yeah uh, and that they stripped it out as you said, so. <clears throat> well the nice thing is um because it's you know was on sale and is now on steam and so kind of a whole new audience are getting into it on pc there is the multiplayer rooms are full on there so i mm. had no problem getting into multiplayer games had a blast i hope to play more it's a it's a cool there's cool stuff in there it's uh, on steam now right steam yeah that's where that's where uh, i'm playing i gotta admit i'm pretty curious about this thing yep it's good it has a it has a solid campaign that again speaking to what we talked about earlier with the whole idea of a purity of focus for a game um their idea of what are the coolest shooter levels we can make and then connect them via story turns out makes a real cool shooter campaign. agreed yeah by um, by your old now under reconsideration 
uh, A B tier system, I would call it A. That game. Yeah, I mean, there's just those things too. Like in gaming, this is this is true though. Um, every year, every couple of years, there are these like just excellent entries, and they come often from unexpected places. And a lot of the games that we hold and revere, like Half Life and you know Original Doom and stuff, like that's what they were when they became those games, and then they get to live on, but they're not quite what it is. So like when a game like Titanfall 2, which you're supposed to look like as some like failed attempt at a franchise that, you know, because they used to work on Call of Duty, right? It's like, ah, sci-fi, whatever. So it's always wonderful to hear that from some unexpected place, a really great game has been born. So I'm definitely going to play Titanfall 2 at some point. You absolutely should. And, I think you'd really dig yeah. it. BT is one of my favorite characters in the game. I loved my character. I loved everything about it was really great and it felt great all that shooting felt great and all that moving around and they were smart about when the checkpoints would happen so if you died because you're dumb it was always the right place for a checkpoint it's just really smart game they need a third one yeah, like they do. take your apex they money do so many cool things with that concept oh, too man. the fact that you're sometimes in the mech sometimes out of the mech sometimes fighting together yeah and combining it and it's like i'm on the ground now to get these guys down here and now i'm in the mech like Ah, oh, there's so many cool things you can do with that. Plus, mechanic, plus but. my new favorite way. Well, it should have. It would have been in 2016 had I played it. But a mech. The way you should be getting into your mech should forever and always be from now on. He reaches out with a hand and grabs you and puts you in his chest. That's how it should be. That's badass. Don't have one. I don't want some eject system. I don't want to have to dock somewhere and like load in slowly or any of that bullshit. I want BT or whoever to go reach out in the battlefield and grab me when I tell him to put me in his chest. Cause that's what he does. He's great. I'd make an exception for diva. I would like to enter a mech from behind. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the idea <laughs> that the mech is there and I just dive right in <laughs> like a sardine. Yeah. You just fish, wanted you know, to just say, like, <laughs> you wanted to say the phrase, I would like to enter a mech from behind. That's what you wanted to say. And you did it. Well, done. come on. You know me. I'm more mature than that. <laughs> I got to mark that and go get it later. That was great. That was really it's great. Like real good, clean cut of it, too. We yeah. all saw it coming and we just let him go. Yep. Let it happen. Uh, all right. I also have been playing, again, uh, we've talked about it before, so I don't have to talk much about it, but I've been playing Ancient Enemy again because it's chill. Man, I wish this thing was on a tablet, though. I would play this Wait a minute. What is Ancient Enemy? Is that that roguelike shooter thing? Nope. It's the one. You got it, too, though. It's the one with the the, the mechanics. I own or, this game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the solitaire. <laughs> it's the solitaire roguelike game. The, oh, shit. Right. Yeah, you know I the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I remember. The too. one you hate the story, but... But the mechanics of the game are really good. It's basically Scott, once again we need to talk about bad titles. It's not a great name. Game. It's not a great name. I I'm with you on this one. It's a bad name. But I love that game and it's just so chill. I just could play it for hours. Um Chatroom, if any of you are familiar with the names of the, the game Solitarica, this is that vibe. It's very, very Solitarica is a name I remember. Yeah, because it's a good name. If you had called this game Solitarica, I would have thought we were talking about this game. What would you call this? Um, card, uh, cardtimeusa.com. Card PG. <laughs> card PG. <laughs> yep, that's what I would call it. Why PG? Because uh, I'd capitalize the R in card. card oh, PG. like an RPG. Oh. 
card PG. <laughs> like a card. Hold on. Card playing game. Card card role playing game. <laughs> it's a CPGs. card playing game. What do you got Which there? Which is all 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 card games are CPGs. <laughs> it's a card playing game. It's a new genre. Oh, what are you that's playing? Uh, it's a C- it's a CPG. What, what kind of CPG? Uh, cribbage. Cribbage. You know? Yeah. Card card little, the hearts. You hearts. may not have heard of it. It's a hot new thing. Yeah. It's a cool game oh, though. It deserves more people playing it, but also they need to get it on some other platforms. Uh, uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker, still playing that. It's just a cathartic, rad, weird thing. That game is weird, and I love it. That game looks cool. Tearing ships apart, making big fat cash, going to bed, getting up, doing it again, <laughs> getting an upgrade for my laser cutter. Oh, it's great. And the whole while, weird freaking hillbilly music playing in my head and just this dystopic earth below me, and it's just awesome. I love it. That's right now in the running for my favorite indie of the year. Um, all right, John, yes. tell us about Neon Abyss. Let me tell you about Neon Abyss. Uh, this game is free on the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I saw it on Steam. And as somebody who gets really just entranced by neon lights, I was immediately drawn to it. Um, it is a roguelike game, uh, kind of pixel art, uh, kind of in the vein of Rogue Legacy, but it's... Uh, you know, it's a shooter. It's based more around guns and upgrades. And it has a lot of cool ideas that don't quite come together in the way you want them to. It it's, looks cool. Wow. Look at it this. It looks cool as hell. The music's good. The look is amazing. There's a couple things that it just doesn't get quite right. It's, it feels a little too clunky. Hmm. The systems don't come together in quite the way you want it to. Um, The game thinks you're a freaking speed reader because you pick up these upgrades and it's sort of like Binding of Isaac in the way that like these upgrades do a bunch of weird things. Like you found a welder's helmet and it gives you like three sentences of things that this thing does that is on the screen for one second. And you're like, what, what does this do? Um, So you usually have to pause it and check and it, it reminds me of Rogue Legacy. It doesn't quite come together to be the game you want it to be like Rogue Legacy, okay. um, unfortunately. The the gem mechanic as like a currency and used to do your special moves, the grenades, which you use to break through rocks, um, like there's a lot of cool ideas there that just, they, they just don't execute execute it correctly. So for example, there's, you've got your health, you've got shields, you've got grenades, um, and you've got keys. And so you might get to a room where there's a cool upgrade you want to get, but it's behind a stone wall and it's in a locked chest. Mm. So in order to get through there, you have to use a grenade on the stone wall, which is a limited currency. You may start with some, you may not. You may not even find a grenade in your run to guarantee that you'll get through there. Um, and even when you do, the grenade mechanic is this weird arc. And the amount of times that I have missed the grenade throw to try and get into something, or I've had to try to get so close to it that it bounced back and hit and damaged me, which in a roguelike, taking free damage is a really bad thing um is sadly very very high and the guns have a kind of bad sound to them like most of the guns that i've picked up are not very do not sound super cool to shoot 
they have a very tinny like plink 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 sound mm. and i'm not talking about just the base level gun i mean i've gotten like mini guns and stuff like that and it's the same thing um there's a mechanic where you're picking up these eggs which hatch into little creatures that can assist you in various ways but sometimes you'll get some upgrades that are not super assisting you know, I had one where if my eggs touch stone, it would blow up the stone, but it would also blow up the egg. And because the eggs follow you, you take damage from it. It has a lot of super cool ideas. And like I said, I love the look of it. But unfortunately, I feel like kind of like what we were talking about, you know, this game just keeps falling short on most of its stuff. Like with with a little bit of tweaking, this could be one of the coolest games I've ever played. Huh. It's just not quite there yet. Okay. So B tier. Is that Neon Abyss? <laughs> Neon Abyss. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it definitely looks very flashy and interesting to see the gameplay clips and stuff. Yeah, yeah it seems yeah. neat. Um, this reminds me. So I know I've talked about it on the show before, and I don't know how much looking at it you did, but that game Fury Unleashed is very similar, um, except I think they may ma- nail some of the stuff that you think these guys didn't, but you're not going to like the art style as much. So I kind of wish this was a combined. I wish the gameplay of Fury Unleashed had this look. Yeah, because this look is that's really the, cool. that's my biggest issue. Like a lot of the things are a little nitpicky, but um, ultimately, I don't think the gameplay is as satisfying as I would like it to be. Also, I did not like playing this with mouse and keyboard, which is oh yeah, uh, which is how you have to play it. You have least. to. I haven't I haven't tried to map it to my controller yet, but at the very least, you have to map it to your controller. It does not play off a controller out the gate. Oh wow! Um, you say think, map it. You mean it's like if you use third party software to make it work? Um, there is a place where you can go in and play with the controls, and I didn't try my controller to see if I could use that oh, instead. Oh, okay. But there was no default option. Like I tried using my controller when I launched the game, and it wouldn't recognize it. I Ooh. do think that might be coming because I there are a couple prompts that have popped up that had Xbox buttons on them every now and then, but. Every time I tried to use my controller, it didn't do anything. So I don't know what's going on there. Huh. Well, all right. I'm super curious about it. I actually put it in a... Rec- oh, this, you know where this is? This is on Game Pass, so you can just try this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so That's where I'll go try it. Give it a go. Um, it's free. <clears throat> I think it's... Uh, I saw Sidian in the chat say it's a bit harsher than what he'd give it. So, I mean there's a lot to like there. I'm not trying to just say it's a bad game. It's just, I think I see the potential of like, Oh gosh, this could replace rogue legacy for me. Cause there's so much cool stuff here and so many cool ideas and it just doesn't quite hit it, which makes it a little more disappointing. So I get you totally get it. Neon abyss. Neon, Check it Neon out abyss. Decide for yourself. Available now. Uh, Jurassic world evolution. Still, uh, still, keeping you going there i thought you'd given up because yeah. you were pissed about some something, something in it or something i was garrett uh Weinzerl helped me a lot he he solved my money problems in that game okay. and as a result so I, i've been enjoying jurassic world evolution i did think it was a little silly that you had to have cooperation between your various islands but you couldn't share money so for example if there's a disease that the dinosaurs on one island might get. You might need two research facilities to be able to find the cure for that disease, but you can only build one per island. So you would have to build one on your first island and you'd have to have one on your second island. And then you could have the cure for it, which is a little weird and they don't let you share money. So 
I got to my second island and I was just immediately broke. But Garrett showed me a cool trick where you can use your first island to sort of feed money into your second island by gathering fossils and selling it there. Made the game a lot more fun for me. Um, I'm having a good time with that game. It's not... It's a good distraction. Like, it's it's a heck of a lot better than Cookie Clicker <laughs> as far as, like, a calm, just going to play it, just going to fence in some dinosaurs and feel good about my life game. Yeah. So I'm still having fun. I have that game also, and I quite like it. And you're you're drawing me back into it. it makes me want to play it again. I like it more than and the zoo stuff it's based on. I prefer this world. with uh, I did get the DLC for it, which is uh, Return to Jurassic Park, where you can get a park that's themed more around Jurassic Park rather than Jurassic World, uh, which is definitely more my jam because I do not like the Jurassic World movies. Yeah. But uh, that stuff is is... That stuff's interesting. It's an interesting piece of DLC. I have let people go and discover that for themselves. I don't want to be too harsh. Let's just say they brought back some of the voice cast. Uh, some of them seem happy to be there. Some of them seem <laughs> not super happy to be there. And uh, the John Hammond impersonator is sometimes spot on and sometimes couldn't be further from the mark. And it's it's kind really of really distracting. But, so, are you, how uh, do you feel about the next movie having Sam Neill, what's her name, and uh, Jeff Goldblum, and all them coming back? Well, it all d- just makes me sad at this point. That does, so, that doesn't get you going. <laughs> You're not like, oh man, the original crew, we're all back no, together. No, because they had they had them both back for Jurassic Park three, and that movie was awful. There's a raptor that goes Alan and talks to him in the middle of that movie. That movie ends in the most abrupt way. They're like, we got to get away from the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are chasing us. Then there's just a dude on a beach and (laughs) he's just standing there. And they're like, it's a man on a beach. And then the military rises out of the ocean for some reason. And Uh, then the movie's over. That's it. That's literally the end of the movie. uh, There's a man on the beach. Then the military pops out of the water and they're like, shucks, we had a dinosaur adventure and that's the end. (laughs) So it doesn't matter if they come back or not. Um, And the Jurassic world movies are bad. I forgot three had the talking Raptor in it. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) It's really bad. Alan, he says. Alan. It's really stupid. All right. Um, but it had, uh, it had Mr. Lundergaard in it, didn't it? What's his yeah. name is in that? Um, yeah. William H. Macy? Yeah, he's trying to sell True Coat to dinosaurs. Here's what it should- <laughs> What is that thing where he says, Wade? What's the line? Yeah, it's my deal here, Wade. Yeah, it's yeah, my that's- deal. It's my deal, It's my, my deal. deal, it's my deal. <laughs> the heck do you mean? The heck do you mean? Oh, I love that movie. It's my deal. I put in all the work for it. I'm in the mood for all the Fargo things. That new Fargo season needs to resume filming and get their asses together because, gosh, yes, dang it. please. I'm so oh excited. My. So excited. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there you go. Bo, I see you have blank space here. Did you not play any games this week? I have not played a game this week. Wow. Look at I that. I may not play one for a little while, too. Look at that. But, uh, Bo is sticking to the, the, the chicken here. And that's not. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm not sticking to a chicken. I, I can explain <laughs> why. And I, I don't mind. Yeah, do you want to explain? I don't it? mind. I don't mind sharing it with the audience because they may be confused by the. I just to didn't. I didn't want video to, games. I just didn't want to. Hasn't played video games in four weeks. I just didn't want to be the one that was saying it. So if you want to, you go ahead and explain it because yeah, you'll do a better job than me for sure. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things and a lot of the stuff's on my own, but uh, I realize I have a video game addiction problem. And uh, what does that mean? What is addiction? Well, it's doing something in spite of negative consequences to your life that you can't help and do. 
And definitely I've been on the show many times talking about how late I stay up and how early I get up and not get enough sleep. And, um, you know, recently it's come to light that I may have, well, I definitely have an anxiety disorder and I possibly have ADHD and I definitely am, I'm a cigarette smoker. So I definitely am no stranger to substance use disorder, even if it's not that super life impacting in that way. But a view of anxiety could be an addiction to worry and addictiveness really plays a role. And as I've been spending my weeks looking into this stuff, I realize that my habits with video game are also, it's not a sense of video games are all bad and that they make you addicted. But if you find yourself burning the candle at both ends and playing video games in situations where, you know, it's Saturday, I played all day, but I really wanted to maybe make some music or I'm behind on prep for TWBD and the game has sucked my day away. And I wish that it didn't, but I keep doing it anyways. Well, that's addiction. Hmm. And addiction doesn't have to do with chemical hooks. That's a different thing. The DSM is calling it substance use disorder now because you can be addicted to gambling, pornography, all kinds of things because it has to do with the reinforcement mechanism in your mind. And uh, so now that, you know, I had a bit of, I had a really large episode of cognitive dissonance, uh, dissonance, and that's when you gain new information that causes you to question reality itself. And, and over the course of those few weeks, I decided to make some changes. I don't know if I have ADHD. There's a clinical opinion about generalized anxiety, but I'm still very much up in the air, but my life has to go on. But I've been making some changes to eat better, cut out all soft drinks. I make all my own food and don't eat out anymore. I've been getting more exercise and I've been sleeping better. I feel great. I've been waking up at seven. No problem. Don't even have to wait for the alarm. Going to bed at 10. And if I play a video game, Anytime, let's say 5 p.m. and onward, I'm up till 3 in the morning and I can't help it. The only safe places have been playing Divinity 2 with friends because when they log off, I log off and they've been waiting for me to log off, to see me log off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not able to control it. And until I can, I'm not. I'm nervous and scared and, and don't really want to play very many video games right now. Yeah. I still like them, but I also see that there's no coincidence <laughs> with all my criticism about games they want you to spend 80 hours they want you to do all this crap they have achievement lists they had they, there's all this stimulus and reason for someone who might be having problems to play longer and and i'm not saying that maybe generally they shouldn't do that but for someone who has a problem it's problematic for me yeah. i see lists that i want to get them done i see things in world of warcraft and i feel compelled to do them even though i, I hate them and that's why I liked Heroes, because it didn't do that. I'd still stay up late playing that game, but it wouldn't do that for me. Yeah. So I'm having, I'm putting distance between me and video games right now, for the most part, unless mm-hmm. it's playing with my friends. Like, if we want to get together and play a little bit, I'd be happy to do that. But, uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So I don't, <laughs> every week is one week at a time right now for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be back to playing video games in a couple weeks, and I'm certainly not turning into a Luddite. I'm using my computer for a lot of things, but uh Generally speaking, that's why, you know, I really just got to, if it's something I really have to play, like Cyberpunk, I really want to play that. I'm going to devote time for it. But if it's junk, these junk games, I'm cutting it out completely. So there you go. Who needs, who needs Far Cry when you're, when you're narrowing your focus like that? I totally agree. I get that. Yeah. And I mean, I've held these views before, but I just never was able to make that connection, I suppose. And there's been a lot of learning the past couple of weeks, a lot of education. Yeah. And last week I said we've been really irresponsible generally with computers and that's definitely it. So I'm looking to reduce my time and and I don't know if we talk about this stuff hopefully I mean Windows and iOS doesn't have to look the way it looks. 
Mm-hmm. We live in this notification world where everything's a notification. Like we're not designed to 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 do that for twelve hours a day. Like you know, we have these this capacity to use it when it's there. But if Twitter or anything we're engaging with is activating those, stimulating those parts of the brain, it's it's not healthy for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've come around on my view of that. I still think we should have computers and have video games, but uh, um, we're certainly being, we're leaving everything on the end user in terms of responsibility on this stuff. So, you know, that's just what it is. Sure. Well, uh, that's, I'm glad that we had a chance to hear it from you. So you can kind of explain uh, where you're at. Somebody out there is probably going to be able to relate to this and um, you know, that's, that's good too. Like if you're hearing this and going, Oh man, that sounds like me. Maybe you got to step away for a while, you know, maybe try, gotta, try stopping games for two weeks, try not eating out for two weeks and try not drinking pop. If you do all those things and you just take a break cause you just keep doing them cause you always have an excuse or too busy or whatever, whatever, uh, see what a difference it makes that alone. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's, it, this has been a fascinating experience for me just to see a friend go through this and, see the different sides of what you've, you know, what you're dealing with or what you're doing. And I don't know, it's super interesting to mm-hmm. me. So I, the great uh, part about all this is we still get to play Dungeons and Dragons, which is honestly, I could, I could get rid of all the video games in the world. As long as I can play that D and D game, I'm good. As long as you got D and D you're good. You're set. Well, Bro. I mean, as long as, you know, have you heard about this rat part, ex- rat park experiment that they've done? You, you hear a lot about lab rats. They get, um, you know, they test them and their addictiveness to certain things. And mm. will they be addicted under this circumstance? One particular doctor made rat park, which is, it has everything that a rat could ever want. And also cocaine. Oh. <laughs> but but when the rat has a full life, can have sex, can can socialize, everything a rat loves, running around places, trash or something, food, cheese. If a rat has everything a rat ha- has in life, then they don't go for the cocaine. They don't go for the drugs. And so what the addiction is, is an environmental uh, problem. Not mm-hmm. that you're morally bad character, that you should be in prison, that people should, you know, you want to hate addicts because they're frustrating because they're destroying their life and they're shitty to be around. But what they actually need is connection and need to be present in the real world. And it's really fascinating that this is something that we're just discovering yet innately know, you know, all the time. Like mm-hmm. I've had addicts in my family and we're just like, no matter what happens, we're going to tell them we love them and always have an open, always be there to talk to them and do whatever and not be judgmental or a source of what's driving them deeper and deeper down into the, into suffocation. So it's interesting. And in relation to video games, video games is like are really misleading because they're very social. I met you guys through video games. Video games have done so much for my life, really. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, it, it's they can be harmful because it's very the way that games and computers are constructed. They're designed to keep you there for long periods of time. And a responsible game development it should be. We'd like to, you know, engage you for a few hours and then we'd like you to go on for the rest of your day because having a full and wholesome life, like even World of Warcraft says all things in moderation. But here's a giant list of shit for you to do. Like, like, you know, they're stuck in their ways because that's how they make money. It's not like they're doing it to be evil, but the state of gaming and a lot of things, you know, in our lives is damaging to us. And what's important is we also get connections. So I've been with family a lot and friends. It's been really great. And I value the connections I make online, but I just have to have a better relationship with gaming until, you know, I feel 
okay to do it again. Sure. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, that's awesome. I'm, <laughs> I feel like a bit of a dick because while you're doing this and making these, these, uh, you know, these, these changes and feeling this, this experience and everything, are you playing these best slot or whatever? <laughs> I've been, I've been playing. No, Scott. <laughs> you know, I, this conversation's great and all, but I need a dopamine. No, I don't mean. Oh, I should clarify. Me. I should clarify. I don't mean I was playing it while you were talking. I was listening oh, to you. I mean, I've been playing this since last week when we brought it up. That's what I meant. You know, you know what led up to my episode? One of the things that had happened that I didn't confess on the show that I will now is I reinstalled Trailer Park Greasy Money. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and and yeah. I've said that game is pure toxicity, and it really is because there's a little thing you can instead of buying hash coins, you can get hash coins, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, okay, let me get let me see this program. Oh, if I install Words with Friends and play 25 matches, I'll get like 300 hash coins. That's a ton of hash coins. Yeah. Now I've installed Word with Friends, and Word they're all like notifying you got a game ready. Why don't you play? There's a free chest. Da da da. And part of leading up to that was like a few late nights, like just going bonkers on greasy money and words with friends, and then three other free to play games that I also installed trying to get the free hash coins so I can play the first game. And I'm like, these people are making me sick. I bought a bottle of poison <laughs> from a snake oil merchant, yeah. and and it harmed me. Yeah. And they don't care. They don't even acknowledge that that's even a responsibility of theirs. Yeah, they don't even And know. that's the state of gaming right now. The state of gaming is people are selling poison. And it's not all people and not all game companies and they don't I don't think they realize it cuz it's with the best of intentions, but a lot of games are have poison in them. And mm. and you know, I would like to I like prefer games like Banished for example, which yes can keep me up late. But it's not like there aren't these hooks in there that keep me playing forever and ever and ever, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think there's a such thing as responsible game development because these computers are not benign. You can't be like, oh, they're not impacting us at all, you know? No, well, people writing's are, on the wall. Yeah, writing's on the wall. The people think everyone not impacting knows it. us. It's there. video game addictions in the DSM, and people are like, oh, they just want to shut down my video games. That's not what it is. Those people are. We know who those people are, the people who say gaming's the devil and all that stuff. Yeah. There are mental health issues related to the computer use and 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 internet internet use and gaming. And it's pretty clear to me, judging by my own behavior and knowing what I've been up to for the past decade. So um yeah. That's so I still want to play games. I still love games, but yeah. They're not. They're not good for. I have trouble controlling myself with them, and I'd rather have a, a happier life than to play video games at the end of the day. Well, I think that's a noble thing to be searching out and and figuring mm -hmm. out and doing. So uh, maybe that'll help clarify to people why Bo doesn't have anything on his games list because he's taking care of himself. Unlike me, who reinstalled this piece of shit. Like an yeah, animal. you gotta get rid of that. Yeah, play a good game. That again, the cookie clicker was a cautionary tale, Scott. A cautionary oh. tale was don't go down this road, and you went right down the road. I did do it. I totally did it. All right. Uh, well, there you have it. That's what we've played. We do have one more thing. That's a good question. Quick email from Stephen. Uh, his subject is this. It's sneaky difficulty, and he says, "Hi, John's recent discussion of The Last of Us Part Two made me want." Some of that good, mostly stealthy action. But I'm trying to get through a backlog, so I gravitated to Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. The gameplay is amazing, and I love picking paths and kill orders and strategies. But this led me to another thing John said uh, about Last of Us, difficulty options. Sekiro has none. 
other than some in-game items that only increase the difficulty. I came for the sneaking, but you don't sneak through boss fights. They are almost all great, but I don't have time or patience to figure out everything and endure it. It's the same problem I have with From Software's other Souls games. Let me have fun with these trash mobs and then give me a way to deal with the insane bosses, please. And more accessibility for everyone else, even if it means shaming us and turning off achievements. Y'all are one of the best parts of my week. Keep up the work, Steven. So interesting. Uh, it's a it's a big thought that definitely came up when Sekiro first came out was a lot of people said, hey, we want accessibility options. We want to play this game, but it would be cool to be able to play it the way we want it and not have to be on this difficulty curve. And honestly, I don't even I don't know how I feel about this. I know that I'm thrilled that that accessibility stuff is there for Last of Us. Because that's a game that when I recommend to people and when I say people should play it, I, I'm mostly saying, like, go in for the story and set the gameplay to what you want. And I think the gameplay was really good, but there's going to be people that hate it. I mean, you were that way with the first game, Scott. Yeah. So I, I think having the option to make that be a more fun option is good. And when I look at games like Dark Souls and Sekiro and Demon Souls, those games exist to be a challenge. Um intentionally so and so when i think about that i think well is that the series then to put accessibility options on and honestly i could go either way i mean the the truth is i do think making your game more readily available to the people who want to play it is a good thing but i also totally get having a uniform experience that if people got through, you all went through the exact same thing. If that thing is going to be about difficulty, right. um, you know, Bo was just talking about with doom eternal. It was a game that was damn challenging and there were ways to subvert it. You could go back and play old games and rack up extra lives and you could power your way through it. I think that was kind of a nice way to, without having to select a difficulty level, kind of ease up on the difficulty for that game. But uh, it's tricky. I, I don't. I don't know if accessibility options for every game is right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they really hit a, the medium you needed to with that game, and maybe other games will find that medium, whatever that is. But it's a good point. Sometimes I think it's a tough thing when you have an expectation of a game and it's not quite what you expected. Yeah. It's happened, I think, to all of us where you're like, oh, I, th- I thought this was more of a stealthy or more of a shooter or more of a story. You know, I think that right. happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sakura, when I played it, I was I meet I didn't play very long. Um, and I ended up returning it because it was just too much of a souls like. But if it had been less of that and more of a forgiving game, because the kind of time you need to put into those games is ridiculous, if it just let me have uh you know restarts closer to where these bosses were or just something to ease up a little i would have loved that kind of game like i love the stealth aspects i love the look of it the time that it's set in like all that stuff is so cool but i just don't want to i don't want to bang my head against the wall and that's me and there's some other players going well, that's what those games are and that's why they're great well i get it but i can't do it and you know, chat rooms bring but you're up. also why I feel conflicted about that, because like you said, it would be completely up your alley if you had some say over it. Yeah. And I think, you know, doing things like, OK, well, we're going to turn off achievements or we're going to give different achievements for the default experience versus an accessibility one. 
I think all those are okay. You know, you can let people build their EP or whatever makes them feel better for getting through it. And I'm not trying to be dismissive. I played through Dark Souls. It was one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had in a game because it was difficult. I get it. But at the same time, like, I wish that that was a game that I could talk to more people with instead of a few people because most people bounce off of the difficulty. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a tricky thing. I'd love feedback on this. Uh, and thank you, Stephen, for starting the conversation. If you guys would like to let us know what you think, go to frogpants.com slash core and leave us a message there. That would be cool. All right, that's going to do it for the show, everybody. Hey, if you like this varied conversation about all sorts of aspects of gaming, including why Fire Cry 6 might suck, what a B-tier game is, and also uh, what it <laughs> feels like to... <laughs> What it feels like to quit pop for two weeks. I have PTSD already from that conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go. I heard B tier, and I immediately was like, <laughs> "No, not again!" Uh, but anyway, be a week of Twitter comments and emails. <laughs> Hooray! Yep, it's gonna be some conversation <laughs> around this thing. But uh, if you like all of that and you want to support it, Patreon.com/slash Core Show is the place to go and show that support. By the way, uh, we include all of our pre-show. It's usually about twenty-five minutes of content every episode we do so if you're part of the patreon and you want that stuff you get it you just get it it just shows up in the feed on the patreon and you get it so check that out frogpants.com slash core for more information beyond that including ways to contact us find us all we're all on twitter bows at bo schwartz i'm at scott johnson john is on john underscore jagger uh the show is at core pod i can tweet again they let they they lifted the ban on check marks and now you can say stuff again freedom for check marks freedom for check marks freedom for the privileged few or however many people are actually ever verified i don't know i never asked for it they <laughs> the just privilege gave it of me. getting shitty messages all day <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i barely get any yeah getting I shitty see what you get scott getting shitty messages <laughs> getting targeted yeah you keep your check mark damn it uh anyway uh so yeah follow us and interact with us because we love to hear from you our discord is always open as well which you can find on the site uh, I think that'll do it. John, final advice for the listening audience before we go. You know, we had some fun here today. Uh, we <laughs> laughed a little. We cried a little. We uh-huh. died a little on the inside. But uh, ultimately, it's not about whether you're A tier or B tier. It's about whether you're going out and just doing your best. So wow. go out there, give it your best. And hey, sometimes if you pull an Assassin's Creed and you come up just a little bit short... <laughs> It's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Unlike Assassin's Creed, you don't have to wait like two years to try again. You get to try again the next damn day. Wow. And just forgive yourself and move on. Wow. That's something. T- move over, dear Martha. Okay. Uh, uh, Bo, final words from Bo. Uh, call someone, tell them you care about them, you love them, and that, uh, you know, if there's anything you can do to help. Oh, that's very nice. I like that. That's a great thing to do. To talk about it. Why don't you do it? Do it. Yeah. People are going through stuff. Plus, it's a pandemic. Plus, other things. Yeah. It's a rough time right now. Yeah, it's a rough time. Reach out to those you care about. It's a great idea. I love it. All right. Uh, I have no good advice except (laughs) check back in with us next week. You're selling yourself a little short. You're not like awesome role model games on your phone. Yeah. Oh, but don't do not games and eat uh, what tortilla hot dogs and cheese in the microwave. And sure, all those things are great for you. Obviously, they'll lead to long health. But don't (laughs) install amazing loot grind on your phone. That's what I'm saying. Okay. There's my advice. Hey, see, I got one. I got one. Don't install. 
Don't do the thing John told me not to do last week. <laughs> I should have said this. I want to change my. I just want to say happy birthday, Scott. Oh, thanks. Oh, there we go. Happy birthday, Scott. Thanks. I can we sing a song? Let's sing a mouth. Oh shit! Really? You can raise the music as you do it. Okay. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Mr. Johnson. Uh, happy birthday to. Uh, I forget how it goes. Never saying happy birthday in this place. This is the first time I'm proud of. I mean, I have, and now I've deafened everyone. Wait, what did that do? I don't even know. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Hey, Get more you- shows like this at frogpants.com. I <laughs> cut you off. <laughs> I, I never heard Scott cut anyone off. No, I never did, normally. He's like, I had enough. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.